you're listening to the Saluki Games Cast. My name is Justin Young, and this is episode 66 for Friday, January 19th, 2022. 2022? 2024. <laughs> 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 what year am I in? <laughs> Look, it, it's been a, a crazy week. It uh, has. You are going to, if you're listening to this and you continue to listen to the podcasts that come after it, you're going to find out just how crazy it was because this is like the third podcast we've recorded in less than a week. And uh, one of those podcasts was uh, interrupted in the middle. You'll get to find out how (laughs) in a very surprising and exciting way. Um, Joining me, as always, is Alicia Utech and OJ Duncan. And we have our special guest, uh, Christina Ivey, joining us this week. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) and uh let's just go ahead and get into uh why christina is here this week why we are doing a third podcast episode within a week's time which we did not intend to do um we have some changes coming to this podcast um so those of you who listen on a regular basis you know that um usually mario is in our fourth seat uh, Mario is out. He had to uh, go on a trip last minute and everything. So Mario will be back. Um, but our uh, one of our beloved founding members of this podcast, OJ, is leaving us um, for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is f- job related. He, uh, OJ has a new job that's very exciting and everything. I'm going to be more financially secure than any of the other grad students. <laughs> and so we are super excited for OJ, but just not the time to do this podcast on a weekly basis anymore. So um, OJ, I, I don't know if you have anything you would like to say. Uh, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed doing the podcast. I really enjoy everyone who's been a part of it. Uh, I am very glad to have Christina replacing me because I think it's a perfect replacement for me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just want to say it to everyone who's been listening. Thank you. I want to say, Derek, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> um, and you gotta give him you gotta give him one last chaos i was gonna yeah. say do we get a little for, for derek maybe uh, we'll we'll do it at the end of the episode so that my <laughs> final sign off all right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i've had a really good time um i'll probably at some point be able to come in as like a guest mm-hmm. uh to to cover for somebody but i'm really excited to be moving into a job um and actually making money. and <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream of every graduate student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, the false hope we give every academic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make money. Yeah. Um, and I'll, uh, so I'm just really excited. It'll be, uh, it's a eight, thir- 8 to 4.30 job. Oh, God. And, and so I'm not very good in mornings, so yeah. it's going to be a little rough for me. But, you um, know, you get to, you get to. Be done at four thirty. Yeah, and go home. And well, okay. So, <laughs> allegedly, but uh, so because uh, I'm working with the School of Medicine, the SIU School of Medicine, uh, and I have a lot of service as part of my job, which mm. I'm not doing any service that's unpaid anymore because I stepped ah, down from just go. about everything. So yeah, I'm very very excited about that. But that includes evenings and weekends and trips to Springfield uh, yeah. a lot and stuff, which mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about. But uh, it it, <laughs> I, it says eight to four thirty on my my job mm-hmm. description. But uh, there's gonna be a lot more. But <laughs> I, it's gonna be a very very rewarding job, I think. Too, yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. It definitely sounds like something that's up your alley. Yeah. Like you like you like to do that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. 
I've said it before. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We need good human beings in administration, <laughs> and yeah. I'm very excited that that's uh-huh. that's what where you're happened. going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so for for everyone at home, I'm going to be a program coordinator for the community health worker program at the School of Medicine, um, at the uh, Center for Family Medicine in Carbondale. Uh, so what? A good portion of my job is going to be going to high, some high schools in the area mm-hmm. with a caravan, which is like a mobile medical unit. Um, and we help provide resources to the young people in these high schools. Uh, they targeted the high schools that kind of needed it the most in the area. Um, so we go and do that, do a little bit of medical care, um, testing, referrals, and stuff like that. Uh, and then the rest of it is going to be hiring and training community health workers to be able to go out into the community and do that same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very, very excited about it. And kids listening to this, you know, because we assume there are children <laughs> listening to this, which is why we are quite vulgar uh-huh. at times on here. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're listening to this, there are jobs for people in communication. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. who are good communicators, you know, can get um, can get good jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, people need good communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like, it is a big loss to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that's the way all of us feel. And, like, we are excited. And we'll talk to Christina here in a second. Mm-hmm. But we're excited, obviously, to have Christina <laughs> joining us and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, it is a big loss to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you specifically or any of, you know, our mm-hmm. current cast. So, um, but sad for us, happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We're obviously all very excited for mm-hmm. you. We know this yeah. is for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as OJ said, they are always welcome to come back and join us at any time. Um, and we will always have an well, we may not have an open seat, but we can always kick Mario <laughs> for a week if we need to. Um, Mario's not here, so we can use him as our example. <laughs> um, you know, and like one of these days. Ryan will come back to visit too, and you'll get to beat them up in the parking lot one last time. <laughs> yeah, we really need to film that for content for the website. Next time, I can go up on our YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> just the brut- the brutalizing. <laughs> yeah, one of you gets to come back to the podcast. Decide right now. <laughs> Fight to the death. Um, and when we upload it, we'll make sure that it has Mortal Kombat. One switch graphics. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just randomly have a hat let go on and off. <laughs> Your face peeling away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so we're going to obviously miss OJ and we're sad about that. But at the same time, we're very excited because that means we have a seat to fill and we have Christina here who is going to be filling that seat going forward um, on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> and uh if you listen to the podcast regularly um you've been on at least twice uh yes two or three i can't remember but yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least twice so you've heard christina before and everything christina is a, a new faculty member this year actually here in the school of communication studies and so we're very excited to have her and uh, christina i don't you've introduced yourself before yeah. but i don't know if you maybe want to uh, talk a little bit yeah sure uh, i'm excited about this podcast because like with the transition and move, I haven't really, 
um, had a lot of time to game. So this is like, this makes gaming, at least in my neurodivergent brain, now a part of my job. Mm -hmm. So, oh no, <laughs> I have to game in order mm -hmm. to uh, play more than just, uh, I don't know, my Dead by Daylight or my uh, my phone. I've been playing Project <laughs> Makeover. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> and so uh, that's that's what I'm most excited about is it, it is an excuse to game. <laughs> I will let you know that I use it as an excuse for myself as well. <laughs> like, yes. I have to set aside time each week to actually play video games <laughs> and make sure I get time in. And I'm like, oh, this is also like what I research and write about. And this yeah. is also what I teach. And so this is my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm sitting in my office playing a video game, I'm like, this is work. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the dream of, of graduate students. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> Um, but we're very excited to have Christina and obviously, uh, Mario will be back, uh, going forward. Um, and so that will be our new crew for the foreseeable future and everything. We're very excited about that. And, um, yeah, and we'll have, we'll have a recurring guest as well as we always have, right? Because, um, things come up, people can't be here for a particular week. And so we'll have people come in and fill in. Um, and that'll be exciting as well because it's always neat to hear from a diversity of voices mm -hmm. on here. Mm -hmm. And Alicia, we finally have a second woman on the podcast for you. We do. Full oh, time. I, oh, hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to be the one to say it, but I was like, it, it, it is nice to not be the only girl on the podcast. Well, it was always weird because you would be like, well, we never have a second woman on here. And I was like, well, we do, but it's Carly when you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think, aside from Christina, I don't think I've ever gotten to record an episode with another woman. No, I, you and Carly were never on an episode together. I don't think we? we were ever on an episode together. That, that was not mm -hmm. intentional. Oh, no. It just, <laughs> it just was how, it, how things yeah. went. But I think that's, I mean, it's kind of indicative of the gaming community. It's yeah. like, mm -hmm. we're there, but <laughs> it's like dipping in and out, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. just missing each other, basically. <laughs> I will say, like, our fourth episode ever is um, the women's conference. Yeah, it's the women's conference did. panel talking mm -hmm. about. So it is three women, women gaming. Yeah, on oh, that okay. episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and me, uh, but like th three women doing most of the talking, I think, for that episode. So that's good. Um, well, hopefully we can do that more and uh, get more women. And like, again, hearing from a diversity of voices is always fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't we just jump straight into what you've been playing. And Alicia, what have you been playing? So I'm, I'm going to kind of talk also just winter break. Cause sure. Yeah. This is our first episode in a month. Yeah, so. I'll say it's been a minute. <laughs> um, but I did, I've, I guess starting with the quicker ones, like Power Wash Simulator, I'm, I've almost beaten the last bonus job and I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm done with that. Because <laughs> like, that's my chill happy game. That's my, I'm going to throw on YouTube videos and play that. And so. It was our best chillaxing game, I think. Mm -hmm. of I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. And it deserved that. Um, but so. That I'm I'm close to being done and that makes me sad. <laughs> I need more free DLC, please. Look, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out. Can we get another uh, seven remake uh, era? Shinra Tower. Shinra Tower, please. <laughs> Look, I would I would I'm not gonna say that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that actually. Um But so that's been a lot of like my 
chill, you know, I'm, I'm doing some, I'm watching something, but I need to do something at the same time. Um, another big one for me has been the Pokemon Violet DLC, you know, part two of the DLC came out over winter break and then the epilogue released last week. So I, you know, I talked, I talk a little bit about this when in the categories game game of the year podcast mm. that we did but the, mm. the dlc is just so good it's so good i love every i love everything that they do with the characters i love what what's really fun about part two of the dlc is that it brings back double battles which haven't been in the mainline pokemon games for a minute and like all all even just the random npcs that aren't the recurring character ones, the ones who you go and just battle once are using competitive strats. They're mm. using items. They're using weather setting, mm. all kinds of stuff mm. like that. So that, that was a lot of fun being able to like actually have a challenge mm -hmm. playing a mainline Pokemon game again. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the biggest one that I've played the most of has been Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe. I got it as a Christmas present, and I am so freaking happy. <laughs> it's it's just perfect, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we talked about on when we talked about that uh, on one of the podcasts. I forget which one it was. You'll hear those next week. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but anyways, you, you talked about um, being really happy with the reimagining of that game because it has a, a whole new coat of paint on it. They redid all the graphics and everything. It's not a simple up res. Right. It's completely redone artwork. And, you know, when the trailers first premiered, I didn't like the cell shaded artwork. I thought it was distracting. But I, I can now say when you're playing the game, it works perfectly. It's not distracting at all. It's the pure adorableness of Kirby and friends. <laughs> and I, I really love, you know... This was one of those games that I I missed when it was on the Wii, the original version, mm -hmm. just because we didn't have money. <laughs> but so now getting to play it and then going back and like watching a walkthrough of the Wii version as well and being able to see like every moment that is perfectly recreated. Right. You know, they they recreate the dialogue, they recreate all of the expressions and cutscenes and everything. And getting to go beyond and see where they made changes. You know, in, in the Switch game now, Magalore gets an epilogue where you're able to play as Magalore and go through and, like, have that little journey to regain all his powers. And it just, it's so good. I, I am very much of the opinion that if Kirby doesn't spark joy in your life, nothing will, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's also, like the ideal version of a game to get a remake yeah. because it was on the Wii, which was a system that sold like gangbusters, but like it was also a system that um, a lot of those non motion games. Yeah. And I'm sure there were motion elements in, you know, mixed in there, but like those games that played like more traditional video games. Yeah. I feel like really got overlooked in that generation. Mm -hmm. Well, Return to Dreamland was definitely one of those. Like that it Return to Dreamland was in in the back cycle. You know, it was a the idea for it started on with 
Kirby 64. Yeah. Like, it was originally supposed to be on the N64, and then it was supposed to be on the GameCube, and then it was on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it very much, like you said, it, it was not made for the Wii originally, and mm-hmm. so it did, it did a good job as opposed to, like, Mario Party 8, where mm-hmm. I love Mario Party 8, but it's a hot mess <laughs> in terms of motion controls versus mm-hmm. like where it's clear that there was supposed mm-hmm. to be a console handheld controller. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, return to dreamland doesn't have like that messiness on mm-hmm. the Wii where they, they did keep it very easy because it's a Kirby game and they're meant to be mm-hmm. easy and newcomer friendly, but it just, it, it plays so well on the switch. Mm-hmm. It looks so pretty. And again, it's I, it's Kirby. Mm-hmm. Like it, do, it doesn't get better than just an adorable little puffball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it makes me think of like there are other Wii games. Like the one that comes to mind is Punch Out. Oh the Wii, yeah, which is like an amazing game. I love that game. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people skip that game because it was on the Wii. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be another waggle game, right? Yeah. Like a lot of the Wii games. And that's a game that's so amazing looking. It's so mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like the animation and the character uh, the design in there that I really wish they'd remake that game. Same. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And, um, you know, because I love the original. I, yeah. Like yeah. the original punch out quite a bit. Those are all great games other than the horrible stereotypes <laughs> but like they're fantastic games mm-hmm. and um you know it's kind of a it's kind of a shame to see games like that get lost on platforms yeah. of yeah. that nature um of no fault of the game itself and so we've seen that with the wii u lots of those wii u games yes. have been, i'll say the wii u games have had a renaissance yeah and i feel like there's some wii games that could get similar treatment mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I played Punch Out actually on the Wii U because I I skipped it on the Wii, mm-hmm. and then it was on sale when I was trying to pick up just new games. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I was like, oh, why did I not? <laughs> it was so so yeah. good. I think a lot of people did that. That mm-hmm. was just one of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, um, yeah, it sounds like you had a, a pretty busy break playing lots of different things. <laughs> I did. I my break was entirely me ignoring all of the work that I should have done and playing Switch for six hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> with my cat curled up on my lap. Uh, a dream. That's pretty rough. <laughs> I know. I, re- I really had a hard time over break, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm paying for it now because I got my prelim questions this morning and I'm just, my brain is mush. I don't know anything. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, that's why you take a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I mean, you have to be kind to yourself as an academic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, allow your brain to detox mm-hmm. from academia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, that everything? I think so. I probably played like, you know, I played a little bit of House Flipper here. I probably played mm. played a couple of other games like here and there, but those are the big ones that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, do I talk about I guess I didn't really talk about the DLC epilogue for Pokémon mm. Violet cuz that was interesting <laughs> but <laughs> I, I i think for for now i'll just leave it at that was interesting because i think i might come back to it later and have it just needs to settle yeah <laughs> have better feelings about some of some of the 
like wackiness of it. <laughs> the, like the faces, like on the podcast, you can't really tell this. The faces that are also being made in these pauses are just chef's yeah. kiss. <laughs> you need some time to process it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, ju- yeah. it just it went a little, you know. I've praised Gen 9 this entire time for having the best story, and then the, the epilogue just kind of went for wacky. And yeah. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then they released a YouTube video, like, telling the whole story. And I'm like, well, now you've got my heartstrings again. <laughs> Why wasn't this part in the game? <laughs> Why did we have the mochi dance? <laughs> All right. Um, Christina. What have you been playing? Uh, so I, since I am a new faculty member, this is really, I consider it my first big girl job. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that whole uh, wish of graduate students to make money, I finally have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so I bought myself a PS5 for Christmas. From Justin's great deal suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> so uh, Or curse you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right now it's a thanks. I'll let you know when it switches to curse or, or, or I just won't talk to you. It's going to make for some weird episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just now, like, I've watched, obviously, people play the new the Spider-Man 2, but I myself have not actually played it until I got the, uh, because it came with my PS5. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten a chance to, to play that, and there's a reason why it's all on these these lists of top games. It's so lovely. I It was so beautiful to watch, but the actual, like, controls of it are so smooth, especially for someone who didn't play the original Spider-Man when it uh, came out. So it's okay, been- so you haven't played that or Miles Morales? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. So this was my first. This was my first Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. uh, and I I can see why people like it. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. It was it was really nice. Um, and then uh, Chucky came out on DVD, and so I had to see what all of that was about. Um, Chucky came out as the killer, and there was like rumors the entire time of DVD about. Chucky coming out because obviously to have a killer that tiny. You're talking about Dead by Daylight. Yes. I DVD, definitely sorry, heard DVD. And so, I, like, I thought you were talking about the TV show at first. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you bought the TV show? Cool. <laughs> I was like, what do, what do we mean we're seeing what Chucky is about on no, DVD? I Wouldn't it be Blu-ray? It's, it's, it's the game that I always end up talking about because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, so Dead so by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Yes. So Chucky came out as a killer and uh, it was always rumored that he would because he's such a huge part of the horror I don't, lore and franchise mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but I was always like, there's no way because he's like, he's less than three feet tall. He can't carry people, which is a huge part of the game. So they, uh, first of all, they made it to where he's the first killer that doesn't just have strictly first person perspective. So it's really kind of changed how killer mains really look at the game. Um, it also has, what, what's the, what's the guy's name that it t- technically him, Charles or something, the, the serial killer that inhabits Chucky's body is what comes to life to carry people. So I thought oh. it was kind of okay. smart the way that they, they went about mm-hmm. that. And then Alan Wake is now going to be a new survivor mm-hmm. in the game. Okay. So I really like when they bleed over like that. Mm-hmm. It's really smart, I think, especially because of how popular that game was this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, good for you, behavior, mm-hmm. except for the fact that you've laid off like 50 folks, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. Um, and then the final game that I'm going back to like right now is Cult of the Lamb because mm-hmm. there's some new DLC coming out that 
looks really, really interesting. And I had a lot of fun playing it through the the first like three times I played through it. Uh, so I wanted to go back and revisit so that I'm ready for the the DLC coming up. Yeah, I played that game uh, last year, Cult of the Lamb, and mm-hmm. I liked it quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it made my top ten, but I think it was a um, honorable mention mm. right outside my top ten from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. The art style is what gets me, I think. Um, it's not necessarily the – I play it on PC, and mm-hmm. so on PC it's it's so much better on controller, and I'm too lazy sometimes to hook up <laughs> to the PC. It happens. My PlayStation is my downstairs game. Mm-hmm. My PC is my upstairs mm-hmm. games. Um but it, it's a lot of fun, and especially because a lot of my studies end up getting into, like, religion sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a fun, I don't know, satire parody of that. And the new DLC that's coming out is going, it's called Sins of the Flesh. And it's uh, adding where they can marry each other. And I'm going to let you take it from there. If it's called mm-hmm. Sins of the Flesh, where it goes from mm-hmm. there. Um, and also there's a lot more, I guess, infighting within the cult itself. So they've added this sort of um, interpersonal dynamic that wasn't necessarily there the first go around. And so I'm, I'm excited, excited for it. Yeah, that seems like it could be really interesting because that game, what made it interesting was all the like, okay, you can do this, but here are the negatives that are going to come with this. Mm -hmm. And so there was a real, um, fun sense of weighing like the positives Mm -hmm. and negatives for every choice that you made in that game. That's what made it uh, replayable in my mm-hmm. like I the first time I played it I played it like a quote unquote like s- responsible cult leader <laughs> uh, and the second time I was like f these people <laughs> uh, we're just we're just gonna have one of those uh, hidden hidden cults I don't know uh, and so and then the the, se- the third time it was like okay what's the best blend of these two things so um, I'm really excited that they're adding more of that to the game. Uh, let me ask you, since you're big into Dead by Daylight, have uh-huh. you played the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that came out? Okay, so no, I have not played it, but I have. I, I watch a lot of the, the games that I don't get to play, right, on Twitch and stuff like that. Uh, I have opinions. Like, <laughs> okay. it definitely, um, it, it, when it first came out, it looked amazing, and I think they're doing some good things with it, especially with having, um, in terms of, like, the asymmetrical horror games, they really are playing with having multiple killers and multiple survivors because I think one of the things that can make DB Dead by Daylight uh, unbalanced is if people are playing comms with survivors, so like being able to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Now this allows for both killers and survivors to be able to do that. Um, I think for me the problem comes with, um, I don't know, they, the... The maps, I don't, I don't know. It's like it's they have to be like Dead by Daylight that updates so quickly in order for a game like that to have some survivability. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of folks who normally play Dead by Daylight who were selling it as, oh, this is the game that's finally gonna, you know, replace Dead by Daylight because it's so toxic, blah, blah, blah. No, just the same people went over to that game. <laughs> so it was also toxic, mm-hmm. right? It just, unfortunately, games like that attract a certain type of person. Um, and so I I thought it was a I thought it was great. I think it is definitely losing its momentum because they're not updating it as often, which makes sense because that uh, universe basically doesn't have as many options as something like Dead by Daylight. So. Right. 
you know, doing the more generic, like kind of horror game where you can bring in all these elements versus trying mm-hmm. to stay true to the, um, the mythology exactly. of that game. Sure. It's pretty challenging. And I have like, that's, I really believe that that's what has saved dead by daylight is they come out with these big chapters each right. time, which brings that particular fan group into the mix. So, uh, that's, I think that's the intelligence behind the game itself. It, it's a lot like, uh, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the things that's really clever about Fortnite and that has saved it as a live service game versus some other attempts into that market is anything goes in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. You can have Rihanna next to the, (laughs) you know, Energizer Bunny or (laughs) whatever. You can sell skins for whatever, and it makes sense in that goofy universe. Whereas if you take something like... um, you know, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how do you sell skins for that? Exactly. Like, you can't put Rihanna in the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre or the Energizer Bunny. Whereas they've put yeah. Nick Cage in right. Yeah. Day, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think that that but is... Do they have actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Oh, dude, if they did. <laughs> that would be the ultimate killer. So, uh, Matthew Cote, if you just so happen to... <laughs> it is. Uh, cannibal Shia LaBeouf should be the next licensed killer. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody really want to work with Shia LaBeouf? Uh, I mean, okay, fair. fair. I mean, because Nick Cage, I'm sure, was a delight. Like, <laughs> uh, And they've also added... Uh, when they added... Um, oh, fart. What is his name? Uh, Ash. They actually worked with the actor that played Ash. Bruce Campbell. Yes, yes. Uh, I have no doubt that that was a blast to, mm-hmm. to do that. And they've had um, they had Jennifer Tilly come in because one of the skins for Chucky is uh, uh, his girlfriend. Um, oh, mm-hmm. poop. I I really suck at names. But anyway, mm-hmm. so his girlfriend is a skin, and they actually had Jennifer Tilly come in and do her voices nice. uh, for it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really a lot of fun, and um, as toxic as the the game can get, it. Um, and you're talking about players when you call yes. it toxic, oh, not the sure. game itself. Yeah, not the game itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, people talk about how sometimes it cannot be balanced, but honestly, like right. it's it's the players, and it's players who are trying to make the game more competitive than it needs to be. And I'm like, you should go on the competitive side of mm-hmm. things, which is up and growing, but. Yeah. That's uh that's really interesting cuz that's one of those games I haven't played Dead by Daylight. I played quite a bit of the Friday the 13th game. Oh yeah, I did too, yeah. It kind of kicked off the mm-hmm. asymmetrical mm-hmm. horror games. Mm-hmm. Um there was probably something prior to that, but like that was the big one I remember. That's the one. And see, I uh was watching DVD or Dead by Daylight and then uh then I started seeing the Friday the 13th game. So Maybe Dead by Daylight predates it. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the chronology there, but yeah, I got really into playing that game a lot. And one of the things I really liked about that game was that it did have offline play. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you could play with bots and everything, which mm-hmm. to me was a lot more fun. Like, I don't like online games a lot of times if I'm not playing with friends mm-hmm. because yeah. so many people are, as you say, toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just not fun to play and with. And I, I think Dead by Daylight has finally picked up on that, and they now have where you can play with bots. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And which was good for me because I started off as a survivor main and I wanted to try playing killer, but there's no way I was gonna mm. let survivors bully me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now it's great that I can play with bots because I can practice playing the killer before right. mm-hmm. I, I play against actual people who will kick my butt. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and I, I think that just makes those games more accessible for yes, a lot of absolutely. people. Like, because that's always the intimidation of picking up one of those online games mm-hmm. is, am I going to just be, are people going to yell at me? Because yes. I'm not very good. Yes. I, I don't know the layout of the map. Mm-hmm. And like, is there a way I can practice this? So at least mm-hmm. I have some concept of what I'm doing yeah. before yeah. I go in the first time. Especially Dead by Daylight, because again, if you haven't played it, like the way that I I just turned on Twitch turned on the first game that was on, which was Dead by Daylight. And I sat there and I very much felt like an ethnographer going through and trying to figure out how to play the game through watching other people. And it can be rather complicated if you, if you one, if you've never experienced playing an asymmetrical horror. Mm -hmm. And then two, um, if you, if you don't understand what it is you're supposed to be doing. Uh, And then once you start playing on top of that, all of the different controls are, kind of again kind of complicated so um they've they've tried to like add aspects of the game that um where that that walk you through like doing it in a a, a tutorial that's the word i'm looking for uh the tutorial for it is actually pretty smart the only problem is it ends abruptly and doesn't put you in like a real world scenario real in-game scenario Mm -hmm. um so but yeah, they're trying to work around that. Um, definitely adding some exciting stuff. So I will continue to be obsessed with it and continue to talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> well, good. We uh, welcome that because that's not something any of us have talked about. So it's always good to have somebody bring in something new. Um, yeah, my favorite memory of playing um, the Friday 13th game is we did it one year for playing for pets oh. on Friday the 13th. Oh. <laughs> so it's That's like great. at midnight oh. we're in a dark theater oh playing gosh. this on like a giant screen. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's just fantastic yeah. like to play that way. I mean, I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea because people are getting impelled and stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, even as someone who would probably cry in that situation... I still think that that's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being able to play it at midnight on mm-hmm. Friday the 13th on the theater. Like you wouldn't catch me in that room because I would cry. But, <laughs> but I can look at that and say, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of that game, and it's a, they did a lot of fan service in that game, mm-hmm. um, like with the different skins and yes. different players. And so it's a real shame that game got caught up in rights uh, mm. debates and everything that really shut it down but um i mean and that's the reason why dead by daylight hasn't picked up jason is because there's a lot of rights back and forth Mm -hmm. struggle between who actually owns it yeah and even like who owns who owns little kid jason who owns adult jason (laughs) jason in a hockey mask jason not in a hockey (laughs) mask It's, it's like insane so um cool like i'm excited to hear more about dead by daylight as we go along um so oj what have you been playing Okay, so strap in, because for the first time in decades, I had a month with nothing. To, well, I mean, I had things I should have been doing, uh, <laughs> as Christina's looking at me. Uh, but uh, but I did, sp- <laughs> I, I did spend the, the last month sitting and playing video games. <laughs> Again, for the first time in decades since I was a teenager. Um, and it, because I'm starting this new job, and my other job ended... And then so I just had a month and I quit all of my service obligations. Uh, so I was just sitting at home playing video games. So you're, you're going to hear a lot today. 
a lot today. A proper so, send off. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's hard being on a podcast with your advisor talking yeah. about <laughs> talking about video games. I promise. Yeah. Like this break, no, it was yeah. good for you. <laughs> um, okay, so game number one that I want to talk about is Slay the Spire. Uh, it's really a fantastic game. Um, there's different characters that kind of play a little differently, uh, but it's like a card, uh, is it a deck building game? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I always forget the term for it. Uh, and so it's like, as you're going through these different levels, you fight enemies and then you get like a new card after any, every enemy or there are um, like events that happen and you can get relics that help you through. Um, and I really sucked at it at first. I was just trying to, like, <laughs> I was like, there's, there's uh, initially three, stages essentially with a bunch of levels on them and i would get past the first one maybe but the second one i was having trouble but then i finally like just played around with some cards and got some strategy in and then you know made it to the end with all of them then they opened up a fourth one which (laughs) i i am i don't know if i'll ever beat it but (laughs) the, the fourth one is rough but I really love the variety of cards that each of the different characters has mm-hmm. and uh, the essentially just the different ways that they work. Like, um, I always love a game where you like, can just, like, um, and when I played EverQuest, we'd call it Root Rot. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, where you could just poison somebody and uh-huh. have them die. Uh-huh. Um, and so one of the characters is really, really good at that. Um, <laughs> another Toxic stall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another character is like you build up block and then like body slam them. So you're so you're using your block as damage, and uh, it's really it's it it's really a really fun game. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. If anyone wants to try it out, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, I remember like a year ago, one of my favorite Twitch streamers got really mm-hmm. into Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. and just like watching it, I was like. I don't know how you're doing this, but this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Once you really figure out how the cards work together with each other, it's 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 fantastic. I really love it. Like you can feel really super strong until you get to that that fourth boss, and then uh, then you're just <laughs> done. <laughs> I think it was a game that always sort of intimidated me uh-huh. because I traditionally haven't played a lot of card games. Mm-hmm. So it was looking at it from the outside. It was like, oh, is this going to be like Magic: The Gathering? Am I going to have to like get a second degree? And like, <laughs> understanding this game or is it going to be more accessible like marvel snap which Mm -hmm. is really easy Mm -hmm. to pick up and play yeah it's very accessible not as accessible as marvel snap but it is very accessible like i was frustrated i was losing right at the beginning but it was also like easy to learn as i went along Okay, that um, good. And then it, it was a, a really good buildup. So it wasn't just like I ran in and s- demolished everything. I don't think you can because you unlock cards and relics as you go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I, I would suggest trying it out. Okay. Um, don't be too intimidated by it. Um, second game is, I think, I talked about this before, Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a lot of it. They had a winter event, um, and there's a vampire event in the season right now. Um, that I think it's over next week um and so the new season or not the new season well yeah a new season in this season will start I guess. <laughs> uh, a new sub season <laughs> yeah um and so I played through with sorcerer mm. um really because i in every diablo i've been some type of sorcerer yeah uh and sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i was ice orb sorcerer essentially anytime mm-hmm. i could in the other games uh it wasn't working that well in this one um, and then so I I checked out some other leveling and endgame builds, and 
oh my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, there's a ball lightning build that's broken, like legitimately broken, uh, because apparently the ball lightning does damage over time, but it like is doing damage in like milliseconds rather than like oh, wow. seconds. Um, and then there, ball lightning usually goes straight out, but there's an uh, an ability you can get that makes it circle around you. Oh wow! Um, and then uh, if it hits someone and crits, which it's hitting like. Mm-hmm. over and over again so it crits a lot little balls of lightning pop up that you collect to get mp and so ball lightning is like the most expensive thing uh-huh. er, like uh resource wise but when you get all of this coming back and if you evade through an enemy with another ability you get mp back you can have like 20 of these circling you oh, and wow. like um Dang. like i have killed bosses that were way above my <laughs> my level my like i like it would have taken like four or five other people i think and i just took them out in seconds like i went to nightmare dungeons and i was like uh so they go up to level 100 Uh the nightmare dungeons and and uh so the enemies are leveled over you and i didn't realize that i wasn't supposed to be jumping up to like 70 or 80 right when i started doing the nightmare dungeons (laughs) (laughs) and and i was just running through and just destroying everything in them so um, I need to I need to take notes of this because yeah, yeah <laughs> uh-huh. my little necromancer like I've uh-huh. <laughs> I've had to pair up with other people yeah. to get through mm-hmm. stuff like that so I yeah. need to <laughs> write uh, down what this is. Yeah, so I was I was seventy five when I killed Uber Lilith by oh, myself. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's 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 ridiculous. You might want to roll <laughs> roll sorcerer. Sorcerer, sorcerer. lightning yeah. bolts. Light. Yeah. Broken. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, and they, the, and Blizzard said that they're not going to fix it. They're like, we'll just let people have fun. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, sorcerers have been very, very powerful in other, uh, other Diablo games. This beats every, anything I've ever seen in any Diablo game. So, so I'm having fun with that. Uh, okay. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, um, which I, like, there was so much hype and I, I was trying not to like, expect too much out of it but it's a fantastic game um i am playing it on a console though which uh means that it's kind of frustrating going through inventory um and like the radials when i'm using um different abilities it's hard to get them set up on a console um so that's frustrating but the game as a whole i really really love um i haven't fucked the bear yet uh but i'm on the way and (laughs) So, <laughs> Christina, I have no doubt. I, I assume yeah. when as soon as you uh, posted on Facebook <laughs> that you were playing the game, I was like, "Oh well, I know what OJ's specking towards." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I just thought it was a gay joke, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so both he he's a he's a bear when he's not a bear. <gasps> Oh my uh, God. So he, yeah, it, it's both. Is, is this a speed run category yet? <laughs> it should be. Bear down. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm playing a bard. I don't usually play bards, but I just kind of wanted, I, I was like, you know what? That looks interesting. Uh, and a friend of mine was saying, oh, you should play bard. So uh, I'm playing as a bard. It's really interesting um, being able to use bardic persuasion. Uh, and and really, it, the graphics are fantastic. Um, I made my character very hot, uh, yeah. which, I mean, every, every character is when essentially very hot. When you're trying to woo hot. a bear, I'm assuming. Right. I know. <laughs> That's what you need. I know. Um, 
And I, really, because I have no idea what would attract a bear. <laughs> like plump. <laughs> so there. Uh, here, here's bear 101. There's multiple different types of bears. There's muscle bears. There's daddy bears. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh, like feeder eater bears. There's mama bear. There's baby. Yeah. Bear. <laughs> yeah. You have to find the um, space that's just yeah. right. Yeah, there's, there's you can't polar be too bears. hot or too cold. Um, Apparently, Goldilocks is what it is. Yes. Some yeah. bears, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be a clown chaser bear, maybe. We'll yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> There's so many mixed metaphors in this yeah. discussion. Yeah, so all the queer people are like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. So you're getting a gay 101. The animal um, rights people are very uh, <laughs> again, um, otters. Peter, send your email. Justin Dot Young. Yeah, I was I was an otter for most of my life. Oh yeah, I but uh, I'm not anymore. <laughs> and uh, so there's there's multiple ways to to catch a bear. <laughs> Um, PETA, send your hate mail to justin.young at su.edu. You can tell I'm excited because I just spit across the table um, (laughs) when I laughed. Um, (laughs) And uh, so, uh, but yeah, so so, uh, unintentionally, which I think you you can woo multiple people. I'm not sure. Unintentionally, though, a very thirsty uh, wizard is is <laughs> is all over me, and I I think we we might bang before the ba- me and the bear. Aww, um, that's also very much like a queer love story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with a wizard. Yeah, uh, a very thirsty wizard. Yeah, he's very a thirsty very wizard thirsty. fell in love with me, but I'm after the bear. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and um, so. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's going pretty good. I'm not like super far into it, but it, uh, I I like the story so far. Mm-hmm. I, there's so many choices, and uh, so it's interesting. I know I'm gonna be able to play through it again and do a bunch of different choices. Um, uh, but it's really excited. I uh, like I'm okay with it being game of the year, but I really wish that the controls were different mm-hmm. for the inventory. It, it's it's just rough. Uh, okay, so next, uh, I've talked about this a lot more, but I've been playing a lot of Car- uh, Castlevania Harmony of Despair. Now that I have it on Xbox, I have all of the DLC, and I really, really, really love it. Uh, but I've talked about it a lot before, so I'll, I'll just say that. For the first time, I played Alan Wake. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm i a little bit through it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like uh, But I, I just keep on getting frustrated because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to Like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, I like, and I have to like, you have to shine a flashlight and then you have to attack them. Um, but I keep on getting like hit by like 30 different enemies and I don't know what I'm doing, but I think Mm -hmm. I'm trying to run through to get to light to Ah, be protected. And then, so there's a bunch of different ones that come after me. Um, so then I stopped playing, but I, I'm going to go back to it. I, I like the game. I like the idea of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that the, the, in the controls are a little dated. It feels Mm -hmm. like to me. Um, but I want to do that because I've heard Alan Wake 2 is so good that I really want to play that one. Um, there's a game called Dicey Dungeons that is free on Game Pla- oh, yeah. Pass that I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fun. You're, um, so you're, it, there's different characters, again, with different uh, abilities that you play in. But you all get turned into dice as you start the dungeon. Um, and then it's kind of like... And oh. It's not like a card builder, but like you, you pick up little cards and you have to roll dice... Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched a, a streamer play through this like mm-hmm. uh, like a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. two years ago. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the characters are kind of difficult to uh-huh. get through. Uh, and then there's like bonus levels and then hard bonus levels. And it's like, oh, this is, this is rough. But I'm really enjoying going through and playing it. Um, it's fun when I'm like getting ready to go to sleep. And so yes. I don't have to focus too much on anything. And mm-hmm. uh, okay, then we talked about this, I think, before in the game of the year a little bit. Uh, I was playing Dead Cells again. Um, which I so I played Dead Cells right when it came out. Uh, I had it on Steam, was playing it on the PC, um, really enjoyed it, but then stopped playing. Now I came back with all of the DLC, and it's just it's it's fantastic. It's I mean it's still it it feels like Dead Cells, but it also feels like a whole different game just yep. because there's so much new stuff in it. Um, but I really am enjoying every bit of it. I went through everything. I haven't finished. I only went through the Castlevania DLC part once. Um, but I enjoyed what I went through and I'm ready to go through and do the rest of them. I just haven't had, so my, uh, I'm about to move and my TV died. So, uh, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to buy a new TV and get it set up and then have to take it down and move. Uh, so I've been playing on a computer monitor mostly, Mm -hmm. which is much smaller and it's, I I don't get, uh, the same thing with with dead cells with it. Uh, some of the games are easier, but Dead Cells is kind of rough playing on that. I would agree with you on Dead Cells, just to jump in here real quick, that you play that original game, which I did, you know, whenever that came out, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a fantastic game. And then uh, Castlevania got me to come back and invest in a lot of the DLC. And it really does feel like almost like 2.0 yep. of the game. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's yes. it's such an an expanded experience to play through with all the DLC in yeah. there, um, and like it is, you know, that's just a fantastic game. If you've yeah. never played it, there's never been a better time to play mm-hmm. Dead Cells. Right, and, and it's free on Game Pass right now with all the DLC. I think is all the DLC included. Yeah, I think oh, okay. Oh. Did I have? To, I might have bought it now that it. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> But no, I think I think all the DLC was a part of it. We're not positive if this is OJ's great deal of the week. Or not. <laughs> it might be. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, as I tell people, and they accidentally have to pay for all of the. But, um, it's worth it though. Like yeah, especially really if you can get all that on sale, it is entirely mm-hmm. worth to invest in. Yeah, and it uh, like with all of the DLC, it feels like a like more like a new game, like a mm-hmm. a part two type thing that was yeah to me because there's. It's true to the game, but there's different. There's a bunch of new stuff. It's fantastic. Um, then I played a little bit of a game called Escape Academy, which mm-hmm. is essentially just escape rooms. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I love escape rooms, and I love escape room games in person and video. That's a really good one too. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I like yeah. how the the leveling in it mm-hmm. feels really um, natural and yeah. and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great one. I think I talked about that maybe last summer sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it sounds familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I thought you did. Or yeah. I knew somebody did. It's uh, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoying that. I've uh, been playing Tunic, uh, which, again, I know you talked about a lot, Justin. Yeah. Um, and really, really enjoying it. But the uh, the beginning was frustrating, which a lot of games, like, because I'm, I'm not good at games, really. <laughs> like, I'm good enough to get by, but I'm not good. And then so when there's a first real challenge in a game, I just, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like, I'll learn eventually. I won't be super good, but I'll learn to get past. Um, and then so Tunic has had a few different times like that. But, like, I have a shield now <laughs> and, like, um, and so and some other stuff. So I, I went through, and it's, it's become much easier. 
to me, Tunic is an experience that gets better mm-hmm. the more you play yes. into it. Yeah. Like it's one of those games, the more that it reveals of what's going on in that game, the mm-hmm. more you go, oh, I get it. I mm-hmm. get why this is, people love this game mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And there was, there's something from the very beginning that I interpreted wrong in the book that it made my life better when I figured out mm-hmm. that I, it was real. And this is very close to the beginning, so I don't feel like it's a spoiler for anybody. But so if you hit the button to dodge roll, and you hold the button down, you can run. But the it just said to hit A and hold A on the, in the little book. So I would hit it and hold it and just be standing there, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then so I just glossed over it, and I would so, so then I would keep dodge rolling, and I would run out of stamina and take more mm-hmm. damage. But then when I realized, oh, I can run when I'm holding this button, it, it became much easier. Mm-hmm. Much, much easier. So that, that one was totally on me from in, for interpreting <laughs> it wrong. Uh, but it's a really, really fantastic game. Uh, and also free on Game Pass. So uh, that's what, that's what I, I went through Game Pass and I was like, oh, I like that. Oh, oh that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the thing about Tunic for those listening. Um, Tunic, you basically can do everything right from the beginning of the game and go everywhere, but you don't know that. And you figure out how open the game is and like mm-hmm. the abilities that you have by collecting pages of the instruction manual mm-hmm. as you go along. And so it, the game is constantly sort of changing your perspective mm-hmm. on how you are playing it and mm-hmm. how you can access different elements mm-hmm. of the game. Um, so that's why I say it, it's a game that gets more interesting mm-hmm. as you go along. Yeah. And now, now that I'm a little better at interpreting the manual, cause it's not all in like English, it is mm-hmm. in its own language. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good game. And then finally, uh, I haven't been very far in it, but I know you were talking about House Flipper before, so that yeah. was on uh, Game Pass, so I downloaded it, went through a few things, and it's it's definitely, it's fun. I'm going to be playing through it a lot more, too. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten very far in it, but a guy was like, if you don't put in these radiators quickly, I'm not going to pay you. And I was like, mm, you're going to pay me. <laughs> like, like, I would. I will call the house flipper police. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so uh, again, I only played a little bit of that one, but I'm very, very, very excited to play more of it. It, Um, It's a, it's a good chill game. mm -hmm. And like, I think I, I think I wrote this on my top 10 games for this year, but I'm like, there's just something really satisfying too, especially when you have a, when, when you are to the point where like you're buying houses and then selling them Mm -hmm. as opposed to just going in and doing jobs for people. And, like, there's something really satisfying about having a terrible day and then getting home and just demolishing the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I haven't bought one yet. I think I have enough money right now to buy one. Um, so I think I, that's what I'm going to be doing pretty soon. I'm very excited to just start doing that, though. Look, if you want my Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet that has all of the information about what every buyer wants, <laughs> <laughs> I will I, send it to you. <laughs> you should probably send that to me. <laughs> That's a that's a game I really enjoyed quite a bit, and I'm I'm excited because they've released part two now. Yeah, which I don't feel like I heard a whole lot of mm-hmm. discussion because it came out in December. It came out like December twenty seventh, okay, or something like that. Like it came out after Christmas. <laughs> okay, I knew it was in December sometime, and so I, I want to get around and try it because I, I did really enjoy that first game. I, I fell off eventually, mm-hmm. um, but you know I didn't play all the DLC and everything that they have in there, but. Um, that base game is really quite enjoyable. Yeah. And like, it's really nice, especially now that, now that 
I have sold to every person where I'm like, okay, now I'm, I know I'm just going to have fun. Like I'm right. not worrying about, oh, I have to make it, you know, pink for this guy because I want to sell to him and he's annoying to try and sell to <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good sandbox game to sort of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to redo this house the way I would want this house to look. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. And so that's all that I have this time. I, I, I mean, it's just a tiny little bit of game playing. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a touch. Yeah. No, I feel like everybody has a laundry list of games yeah. to, to talk about. This is what yeah. happens when we don't do an episode for a month. Yeah, I know, right. And yeah. people actually have free time. Yeah. People aren't yeah. taking classes or teaching <laughs> classes. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so I'm not going to talk about everything that I've played. If you want to listen to the Game of the Year podcast, um, I go into some of those games uh, that I played over break. Um, I will talk about one here uh, because it was the one that, in the game of the year t- podcast I talk about and nobody had heard, had heard of even, and that's shadow gambit, the cursed crew. So shadow gambit, the cursed crew is a um, sort of an XCOM like strategy game, um, except it is set in a pirate universe. That is a very clear takeoff of the pirates of the Caribbean, uh, particularly the movies. So you have this sort of, um, you know, tropical Caribbean pirate world, but there's also like a supernatural element going on in it as well. Um, And yeah, I talk about this on the game of the year podcast, but the thing that really makes that game for me is the just level design in it. Like they make these amazing looking little dioramas of levels that you just want to explore. You want to just like, oh, can I be shrunk down and walk around inside this world? It's really cool looking. Um, And I think that's one of the things that always sells me on a game is if it can have interesting level design. Mm -hmm. Like I can get over average gameplay if there's really interesting levels for me to explore. Because to me, that's part of the fun of video games, right? Is that it allows me to go somewhere I've never been before and Mm -hmm. experience something I've never experienced before. And, um, so this game does that in a, you know, like, I love that first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I'm not the biggest fan as the series progresses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just always thought like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Like, you know, uh, zombie pirates, undead mm-hmm. pirates, like what a cool, like mashup to do and mm-hmm. everything. And they do it so well in that first film. And of course in the, uh, the ride as well. I always loved the ride as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really exciting. And so I would recommend that to people. That is a studio that actually shut down after they shipped that game. Um, they shut down basically, I believe the story was that, um, just the stress of running an independent studio got to be too much for them. Um, so it's a game I'm happy to support because obviously these guys were uh, doing this labor of love in developing these games. Um, and there certainly apparently was not the money or the work-life balance in it, which is, sounds like what they actually shut down over. Um, so, like, go out and enjoy that game if you get a chance. Um, but I did talk about some other games, including Baldur's Gate and uh, a few others, Robocop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, during the Game of the Year podcast, those Game of the Year podcasts, we're recording this on Friday. Um, hopefully the episode will get up on Friday. And then the plan is for next week, 
Monday through Thursday um, to post those two podcasts. We also have several um, game of the year lists from uh, the host of this podcast, but also from uh, various different guests who have uh, contributed those lists. So all of that will go up on the website and on our social media over the next week. And then the plan is to be back next Friday, record uh, a regular episode of this podcast. Um, all of that has like probably sounds weird if you listen to this and then listen to the podcast uh, for game of the year, because we're kind of talking about, Oh, we're doing this before we do any normal episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and th- that all got kind of delayed by obviously the changes we talked about at the top of this podcast with uh, OJ taking on the new job. And uh, we really wanted to get in one final episode with OJ uh, before they left and took on the new position. Um, so all of that will go up next week and I'm pretty excited to have that all go up on the website. That's always fun and it gets people. I know last year when we put that up, I had several people go, Oh yeah, I hadn't heard of that game. I, I want to go try that game out. And so that's always our goal with the game of the year stuff is to really expose people to games that they haven't heard of and, you know, get people trying new types of games. Um, all right. All that being said, let's move on to the news. And we actually have uh, a fair amount of news since we've been off for a month. Uh, we'll start off with the news that broke yesterday. So there was an Xbox develop, uh, developer direct, um, which Xbox has different names. Every time they do a show, it feels yeah. like it has a different name. So I never know what this one is going to be versus this one or what it means. Um, they went E3. How about D2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, the big game that came out of this, they announced beforehand they would be showing it, but they showed off their new Indiana Jones game. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. This is by Machine Games, the people who made the Wolfenstein games, the new Wolfenstein games. Um, They announced that this will release this year on Xbox S and X and PC. Um, Harrison Ford is lending his likeness to the game, but Troy Baker is doing the voice. Probably for the best. Harrison Ford does not sound like young Indiana Jones anymore. (laughs) I just remember when, when kingdom of the crystal skull came out and everyone looking at Harrison Ford and being like, Disney, please let him retire. (laughs) (laughs) And how long ago was that? And then 20 years later, let's do another movie. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm glad that he gets to retire somewhat. (laughs) Yeah. So they are using the image. This is young Indy. This is, I think they said taking place between, um, Raiders and Last Crusade, so to give you kind of a time period for it. Um, And the big revelation of the trailer was that this game is going to be primarily played in first person. So they said it will switch to third person with some action parts um, and where you're like swinging and that sort of thing. But the primarily most of the game will be played in first person. You do have your whip, you do have your pistol. Um, I think most people expected this game would be a third person mm-hmm. game because did, did Harrison Ford say like you can use my likeness for 15% of the game? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, it's kind of a weird thing because, like, obviously, Tomb Raider and Uncharted are heavily inspired by Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember yeah. playing the first Tomb Raider and going, It's like it's like they made an Indiana Jones video <laughs> game, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, Uncharted even more so, I think, leans into that. Um, and so you kind of go, well, that's obvious. You do that with an Indiana Jones game. But then you hire Machine Games to make it, and Machine Games is highly skilled at making first-person games. Like the Wolfenstein games are, you know, Wolfenstein 2 is a bona fide classic in my book. Um, and you go, you, you have to think, like, well, what kind of game are they going to make? So it sort of makes sense to make a first-person game, but yeah, it's weird. Um, I I talked to a friend last night about it, and her reaction was, "Well, I'm playing Indiana Jones. I want to see Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, it's like I want to know that I'm playing Indiana Jones yeah. rather than <laughs> Uncharted or Tomb Raider. Right. You know, like do would you want a first-person Gollum game? <laughs> do you want a third-person Gollum game? <laughs> <laughs> But if you're going to get this IP, right, yeah. it, it's always kind of weird to get this IP and then hide the IP mm-hmm. Yeah, behind like a first-person perspective. We could be playing, I was going to say Hannah Montana, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah know? Montana, great adventure. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah Montana with a whip and pistol, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that seems dangerous. <laughs> Miley Cyrus with a yeah, whip and pistol. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, the game looks really good. If you watch the trailer, it looks very good. Um, it, it certainly shows you, like, whipping people and pulling them towards you and then punching them out like <laughs> Indiana Jones does in the movies. And so that looks very exciting. It shows him using the whip to, like, swing across chasms and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but I will say that I'm somewhat less interested in this game, seeing that it's first person. Mm-hmm. Um, just because first person adventuring is, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the game that got that most right is Metroid prime and nobody has really topped them in the 20 years since that game came out. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that game is, they did announce that that game is coming out this year. So, um, that'll be a big game. They showed off a new trailer for avowed that is, uh, also coming out this year, this fall, they said. Uh, Avowed is their uh, fantasy adventure game from Obsidian. Um, I I think the thing that stands out most about it is you actually use a wand and cast spells. You're not doing that freehand. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's like, you know, just the animation and everything of it. But it looks like Hogwarts Legacy. If you have problems with J.K. Rowling, you can play (laughs) Avowed instead. Um, and the thing that looked really neat about that trailer is the animation of the enemies that you were fighting um, looked really like neat designs and neat animation to them and everything. So a very pretty, neat-looking game if you're into those sort of fantasy magic games. Um, they showed off uh, a new trailer for Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2 and announced that the game will be digital only, no physical release. Um, so following in the wake of Alan Wake 2, <laughs> only coming out digitally for $50 on May 21st. So that will be the first big first-party game for Xbox this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced that the game will be approximately the same length as the original Hellblade, which I recall as being a fairly short game, like under 10 hours in mm-hmm. length. 
Um, so that kind of surprised me because I think the common expectation had been that this game would be bigger in length. They were going to try mm-hmm. to blow it up into a, a much bigger game. Yeah. But when you look at that price tag and the digital-only release, I guess maybe that kind of fits with that, that yeah. this is not a 30-hour adventure. Mm-hmm. Which is also, like, uh, as an as an old person, OJ, as a fellow old person, yeah. <laughs> he's not as good at video games as he used to be and also doesn't have as much time to play video mm-hmm. games as I used mm-hmm. to. I look at that and go, actually, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Not every game has game. to be 50 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like being able to beat stuff occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, those were the big games. They did show off a few other things as part of that. Um, let's see. The... Uh, there's a whole lot of news about industry layoffs, and we've kind of talked about this and um, Game of the Year. We talk about it as well. Um, this is obviously not happy news, but I think it's important news that we talk about as we talk about video games and the industry itself. Uh, we'll talk about a few of these here. Um, so uh, Christina uh, alluded to this earlier. Behavior Interactive, uh, the makers of Dead by Daylight, have laid off 45 people from that studio. Um you know, that's, um, again, always, like, sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to think about what that means about Dead by Daylight. Does that mean Dead by Daylight is um, it's shrinking in popularity? Is, is that why you lay off 45 people right now? Um, and if it is, it also feels like that's the time you start revving up development on whatever yeah. your next mm-hmm. big project is. I think it's more at least from my understanding of behavior, uh, they had a couple of other games sort of in the works that I think have fallen through. Like Dead by Daylight is actually pushing through and they're continuously talking about how there are more and more numbers associated with that. And uh, I think it's the other games that they have been quote-unquote working on. Because like the only game I know that they've released since Dead by Daylight was one that I don't even remember the name of it, but... It, it lasted all of a couple of months, and then the popularity just swooped out. And so I guess it's hard when your first big game as a studio is so wildly popular. Like Dead by Daylight released in 2016. So it's been, yeah. it's been yeah, it's been getting it, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, and I can't imagine trying to do other games when your first one was such a success. Uh, so that's why I think it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, essentially like it's hard to speak on it cause I don't know if what I've heard is like rumor or, or, <laughs> right. or if it's actually something that is just because of the way that behavior also is so hush hush about, uh, particular things. Mm-hmm. But I think that makes sense. Like the, the pressure, like you said, when your first thing or even when your second or third thing is so big, like mm-hmm. how do you follow that up? Right. Mm-hmm. And then... What's well, the problem we've talked about before with Epic Games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have Fortnite, which is just a cash cow. Yeah. Like, do you bother developing anything else? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, they've sort of stopped developing anything else that's not a f- in that Fortnite universe. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. talked about they launched those three new games at the end of last year, but they were all within the Fortnite world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I imagine that's a real struggle. Um, and this is the same thing that Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. you know, they shut down that live service um, Last of Us game that they were developing. Yeah. 
And part of their argument for that was, well, if we do this, this will be the only game we make going forward. Yep. Yeah. It would have taken our entire studio. And so I wonder if Behavior Interactive is in a situation like that, mm. that we can't afford, like, you know, manpower-wise or investment-wise to make something else and make this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's lay off these people who were working on these side projects mm-hmm. because we just need to focus on yep. Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. I mean, if that's the case. For sure. Uh, um, but we may be seeing that happen more and more with these studios doing uh, live service games. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Discord has also laid off 17, 17% of their staff, which is about 170 employees. Um, on a purely emotionless, like non-human level, just that, that meant the fact that 17% was 170. I'm like, so they have exactly a thousand employees. <laughs> that is very satisfying. <laughs> These are the reported numbers that yeah. may not be hundred like percent. And, and even if it was exact, like that's a emotionless <laughs> yeah. non-empathy reaction. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those interesting things, right? Like discord is extremely popular. How's discord why do they need to lay off people? Like yeah. is discord, you know, I think it's always interesting because we assume because something's popular, it must be profitable. Mm-hmm. Well, especially you think about discord, like, you know, on, on the one hand, I think discord did get a boom when the pandemic started because there were a lot of people looking for ways to be in contact with each other. Right. And so, and especially, you know, if you were a university student, you probably got zoom, but if you weren't, what could you do? Well, hey, Discord. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Discord has continued. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like mm-hmm. it's like Zoom, where now a, a lot of universities have kind of pulled back mm-hmm. on Zoom and are like, okay, yeah. use Teams or use whatever our in-house one is. I feel like just, I haven't seen Discord have that kind of pullback of people. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen more people move to Discord mm-hmm. to be like, hey, our friend group, let's do a Discord channel. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, it, it is really interesting to see them laying people off. Well, I think that ties into our next item on here, which is that Twitch laid off 35% of their staff um, or announced they are laying off about 35%, which is about 500 employees um, for Twitch. Um, and the thing I would say is if you look at the tech industry more broadly, so not just the video game industry. Um, Google is doing layoffs. Facebook is doing layoffs. Like all these, Microsoft has done layoffs even outside of the Xbox division. Um, all of these companies are doing major layoffs right now. Like the, it's a bloodbath in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And what I have read from some people who you know follow this more closely is that once one of these companies starts, they all sort of join in because this is the one time that they can do it and it won't affect their stock price Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because everyone else is laying off a hundred people here or 200 people there. So if you do that, you don't look like you're floundering or there's something desperately wrong. You just look like, Oh, the entire industry is contracting a bit. Um, And so it doesn't hurt your stock value nearly as much if you did this, you know, three years ago. The first one to do it. Right. And, which is very sort of dark <laughs> when you think of it from that perspective. But I think it probably helps explain with some of these companies why it feels like, 
well, why are you cutting people right now? Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, I will say Twitch is one of those companies that my understanding is that Twitch is not a particularly profitable company. If it's at all profitable, I don't know if it's ever reached profit, um, which is kind of weird when you think that they <laughs> almost exclusively control the streaming market. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll say I, re- I remember like a year and a half ago pe- when people started moving away from Twitch for streaming to like stream more on YouTube because they were unhappy with Twitch. But other than that, like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I guess maybe someone like streams games on Facebook Live, but like, <laughs> yeah. I know that a couple of the streamers that I watch have started moving into like YouTube even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. YouTube has tried to add things that are more like Twitch, honestly, mm-hmm. like yeah. being able to do the subscriptions that are like paid subscriptions and the way that the donation stuff has changed on YouTube. It's just folks are, it's almost as if they're trying to get off of, of Twitch for various reasons. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I think one of the things and I don't know the numbers on, um, you know, Twitch's like view numbers and all of that, but there was that leak that came out of Twitch last year, or two years ago, um, that basically showed that most people who are streaming on Twitch are making less than minimum wage an yeah. hour. And this was like even some of the big streamers, right? It was like basically only the one percent or less, you know, the point one percent are actually making any real money off yeah. of Twitch. And so you have a lot of these people who have been streaming eight hours a day and they're making less than they'd make at McDonald's Mm -hmm. and, you know, also dealing with all the, um, you know, just the, the psychological stress of being on for people and being accessible by people all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if there's been sort of a pullback from a lot of people in that regard. And obviously coming out of the, um, the lockdown, the pandemic, um, people don't have as much time to watch streamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's still a huge number for yeah, Twitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, still not as bad as our next one, which is Unity, which has laid off 25% or about 1,800 employees. This is less shocking because, <laughs> as we yeah. talked about, Unity <laughs> has been a, a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Their move yeah. last fall to retroactively change their terms and charge people mm-hmm. per install mm-hmm. um, was a disaster. That, mm-hmm. that just felt like sabotage. Like so, yeah. the, the person who made that decision wanted them to go down. <laughs> Which yeah. is just awful. And there's spec- 1,800 oh, people. <laughs> well, and there was speculation at the time, too, that was this happening because Unity was basically like losing so much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had to change something and this was a desperate yeah. attempt to stay relevant and mm-hmm. to stay, you know, profitable and yeah. stay open as a company. Um, but you see this and it's hard to imagine you lay off one out of every four of your employees mm-hmm. and yeah. that things hold together. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine going into work on Monday and one out of every four of your coworkers is mm-hmm. just gone? I can't think of any job I've worked at that wouldn't fall apart in mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like we've seen what happened to Twitter mm-hmm. over the last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this all plays into a bigger story, which is that, you know, obviously 2023 was big on layoffs in the game industry. 
2024 has started off really big on layoffs as well. Uh, so far, there have been over 3,100 employees laid off in the game industry in 2024. That's, you know, 19 days, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. 19 that's, days into the year, and who That's knows? buck wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so a really bad time in the game industry, and that's a little confusing at the same time because, you know, obviously games are selling fantastic. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes anyway. Um, people continue to buy video games. It's not like video games have fallen off a cliff in sales. So, you know. Um, it's just, it's it's disappointing when, like, it was such a good year for games and yet mm-hmm. such a bad year for the industry. Yeah. And it's like, there's got to be, I, I don't have the answer, but, like, there's got to be a way to bring that bring some of that success of like, it was such a good year from, for games. Can we make it a good year for the people who make games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I'm sure if I had that answer of how to do that, I would have $10 billion, but. <laughs> well, I mean, when you have this many layoffs, it, it does, you're losing talent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's this myth <clears throat> that when, oh, when you do layoffs, you just fire the people who are the least talented. That's not how it works. Mm-mm. No. Sometimes some of your best people are the people let go during layoffs. Mm-hmm. And um, mostly because the people who are doing the layoffs are sometimes doing it as cruelly as just looking at a list and crossing mm-hmm. out names, like just yep. randomly choosing names, um, which is sometimes what sends companies into chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some sometimes companies will offer people um, like specific packages or something like, oh, you make more than most of the people here if we lay you off. Uh, we'll give you this like six months or eight month package or something like that. Um, and so the, the people who are getting paid the most, who have been there the longest, who know the most, will take that and right. go somewhere else because they know they can get a job easy. Yeah. So you lose your veterans, mm-hmm. yeah. which is difficult, you know, to continue running the company if you mm-hmm. have all new people mm-hmm. in there. Like there's nothing wrong with new blood, but it's mm-hmm. useful to have some people who can sit there and say, no, here's the reason we do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, bad time in the game industry. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it might slow down. It doesn't look like it'll slow down anytime particularly soon. Um, so, um, more PS4 games were sold in Europe last year than Xbox S or X games. Wow. I love that it's still, it's too, it's more PS4 games. Like what about the PS5? Nah, (laughs) we're just, we're just. We're mm-hmm. Sony's still mm-hmm. winning mm-hmm. <laughs> on the previous console. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing. Two consoles, two generations yeah. of that console are mm-hmm. selling better than mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder how much of this has to do with Game Pass. Mm. Um, because like, yeah. Again, I I bought one game, uh, but I've been playing all of these other games for free on Game Pass. Games that I probably would have spent money on if they weren't on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good argument because if you have an Xbox, it's kind of crazy not to have Game Pass mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. is the sales point now. They mm-hmm. lean very hard into that. Mm-hmm. And so it means people aren't buying as many games. And I wonder if that translates into not as many third-party games mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or if they're buying those third-party games other places. Because mm-hmm. that's generally what I do. If it's a third-party game, I'll buy it on PC or something mm-hmm. rather than buy it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This was kind of uh, surprising and exciting news. PopCap has soft-launched Plants vs. Zombies 3 in the UK, <laughs> Netherlands, and Philippines um, and plan to release it worldwide later this mm. year. Um, uh, maybe it's maybe it's me, but I'm like, th- this just feels like random countries. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like the Netherlands and the Philippines. Okay. So <laughs> I know a lot of mobile developers do Australia, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure why that is, but I know Australia is very popular, um, oh. and um, maybe because it's like very self-contained. <laughs> 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 like uh, that's the reasoning. Uh, but anyways, so this is seems to be fairly common for mobile games mm-hmm. to release them in a very limited area mm-hmm. and yeah. see how they. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes even see if they take off and yeah. sometimes they won't get a worldwide release. Um, I can't imagine that's the case with Plants vs. Zombies 3. That's mm-hmm. a big yeah. franchise. <laughs> um, I love a Plants vs. Zombie game. So right? I'm, I'm yeah. excited. No, that is, that is exciting news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I have a fondness for PopCap. Um, like, their games were always, like, there was a time each one of their new releases was like exciting. Mm-hmm. Like it is plants versus zombies and then it's Peggle and mm-hmm. then it's like, and each one was like new and different mm-hmm. and like those perfect sort of like, um, chillaxing games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You know, and I've seen some people get pretty stressed over Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew the, yeah. the former PR director there, he's moved on to a different company now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been at a, few different companies since then <laughs> but i did know uh, the pr director there at one point had a, a pretty decent relationship with him mm-hmm. so um it's neat to see them putting out something new because mm-hmm. it feels like it's been a while with pop cap yeah yeah um 2k has announced speaking of other kind of exciting announcements 2k has announced that they're re- releasing top spin 2k5 this year i guess at 2k25 should be um so this is their tennis franchise. Um, this franchise came about in the wake of virtual tennis um, when Sega released that back on the Dreamcast. And this was sort of their response to that. I really, I, I have a soft spot for tennis games. Mm-hmm. I really like tennis games. I think virtual tennis is still like one of the best games to play. I mean, ten- tennis games are the reason we have Waluigi. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're making me rethink my love. <laughs> so I, I just think this is really, a, uh, I hope this returns to that arcade-style gameplay. That's what I love about Virtua Tennis. It was easy to pick up and play. In college, we used to sit around and have tournaments playing mm. this against each mm-hmm. other. And it was like one of those great games where anyone could pick up and learn it really quick. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that's the sort of gameplay I, I really enjoy with those. So hopefully they return to that. Um, yeah, and so our last story here is Circana, which used to be NPD, and they changed their name. Um, so they collect all the data about game sales each month and publish that. Um, and you can pay thousands of dollars to subscribe to it. But they do release some of their information <laughs> for free. Uh, and they have released their... Uh, Top 10 best-selling games of the year. And this kind of goes back to those layoffs. Um, They said, as a whole, game sales only increased by 1% this year. So 1% sounds great until you start taking into account, like, what inflation has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so game sales have gone up, but they haven't kept pace with inflation. So that may tie into what we're talking about with some of this. So it's not a disaster. Like every time you say anything negative about the game industry, people go, it's going to crash again. And it's like, <laughs> it's not 1983. That's not going to happen. Again. <laughs> Games are too diverse now, but no. um, it does help explain at least maybe why there's at least some hedging of bets with layoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we would talk about the top 10. Cause I always think this is pretty interesting. What games are people actually buying? And they're not necessarily the games that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I will note that this does not include uh, sales of some games. So, for example, Baldur's Gate 3, the publishers of that do not report their sales mm-hmm. data. I was wondering why it wasn't on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also Nintendo does not report digital sales. Mm-hmm. So okay. this is only physical sales. Okay. Whereas for all these other games, it is generally physical and digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind when you look at... Uh, I think there's only one Nintendo game in the top 10. I was wondering about that. I was like, man, only only one Nintendo. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I think Super Mario Wonder might have been number 12, and I think um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was number 20. <laughs> but, but Continuing then, to blow my mind. But then think, how are most people getting that game? Digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. getting the Switch yeah. and getting a digital copy. Mm-hmm. So That just continues to blow my mind how, how much... Mario Kart 8 continues to sell. <laughs> Everyone at some point will own three copies of that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think I own three copies of that game. <laughs> Can I have one? <laughs> I definitely owned it on the Wii U and uh-huh. then rebought it on the, yep. the Switch. So I own at least two copies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, at number 10 is EA Sports FC 24. So that's the former FIFA game, with this new title. I was like, what's FC? <laughs> Football club. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Silly American. I feel like we talked about that a long time ago, that we name did. change. We did. We um, did. But I understand. I also have to think about it every time I see that <laughs> new name. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor at number nine. At number eight, Mortal Kombat 1. Thanks to OJ. <laughs> <laughs> That one switch copy <laughs> moved it up a spot. <laughs> um, at number seven is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's last year's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so last year's game came in number seven. At number six is Diablo 4. Um, so we've kind of talked about how Diablo 4 kind of fell out of the talk a lot for game of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think... This is a wake-up call to Diablo 4 still sold a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that game is going to continue to sell oh, yeah. mm-hmm. for, like, the next five years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's how Diablo games always work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Again, that includes no digital sales. Wow. So I don't know about you, OJ, but I, I bought that game digitally. Um, I have a physical copy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe up to half yeah. of the copies yeah. might have been yeah. so digitally. Uh, and number four is Marvel Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. So we have at least one copy here. Yes, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you know, that. I have not bought a copy of that yet. And I was very excited for that game. I just ran out of time. <laughs> uh, so I will add a copy to that in 2024. At <laughs> uh, number three is Madden NFL 24. Madden, a perennial bestseller. Yep. Um, they can just, you know, repackage last year's game and slap a new mm-hmm. title on it and people will buy it. 
Uh, and number two is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Uh, so that was the game released this year. So that was the number two best-selling game. That was the game that wasn't really a, a full game. It wasn't originally yeah. developed to be a whole new game. Mm-hmm. And at number one is Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter game. This is the first non-Call of Duty or Rockstar game to top the U.S. sales in 15 years. So for the last 15 years, the best-selling game in the U.S. has always been a Call of Duty game or a Rockstar game. Mm-hmm. So Rockstar being the Grand Theft Auto people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like having flashbacks to when when Frozen came out and Elsa became the most sold doll of the year and knocked Barbie off the top, the number mm-hmm. one spot. I'm like, this is just... Dang. It, it makes sense, though, because of how... Like, the people, I, I can't imagine the amount of people who don't consider themselves to be gamers that bought mm-hmm. this game mm-hmm. yeah. because mm-hmm. of it being Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. And on this podcast, we talked a lot about the controversy surrounding that and mm-hmm. a lot of people refusing to buy the game or even some yeah. journalists refusing to cover the game mm-hmm. because yeah. of J.K. Rowling's mm-hmm. comments and beliefs. Um, but I think, you know, <laughs> um, this is a symptom of always online yep. mm-hmm. yeah right like we are talking as people who do a weekly podcast about video games who follow this very intensely and um and you know and a, a, a couple of us as people who are in the uh, the queer rights movement right mm-hmm. and so this is, we're more keenly aware of this than the average person mm-hmm. yeah i think there's a lot of people out there who don't know anything about J.K. Rowling's comments, no. mm-hmm. or they've heard very in passing about her comments. What they saw was really pretty new Harry Potter game, yeah. and I get to explore Hogwarts, yeah. and I want to do that. I get to yeah. be a part of it, which was yeah. I think is a huge part of the, I don't know, the lore or the enticement of the the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and yeah, you, I, I remember. My 11th birthday being like, yes, maybe please, please. I know it won't happen, but please, because I know it's fantasy, but please. And this, this gave folks the opportunity Mm -hmm. to actually be a part of it. So like, it it makes sense for all of the reasons why Mm -hmm. it's so popular uh, and why it's number one, even. Mm -hmm. Um, We would have had three copies in my household if J.K. Rowling hadn't done it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, like, working a lot with the queer community, even a lot of people in the queer community don't know about her comments because, yeah. like, uh, a majority of the people I know who did buy it are trans people who didn't necessarily mm-hmm. know what's going on. Um, and uh, a good portion of trans people that I know have Harry Potter tattoos yes. and stuff like that because well, they just the relate to like, it so much. Uh-huh. Um, and so even with that, like, they know the money's not going directly to J.K. Rowling, so they're like, well, I mean... Still, we can enjoy it. Death yeah. of the author, all of that stuff. That, that was the big argument, too, that I heard mm-hmm. was that, oh, but we're supporting the people who made the game, mm-hmm. not J.K. Rowling yeah. herself. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But yeah, there is. I mean, it's it's almost as if people are making excuses to buy the game, which I don't like to step on people's joy. So it's like hard to argue back with, especially if they are trans, right, with those sorts of things. I think it's really difficult because, yeah, so many people, this is their childhood. Mm -hmm. It was really hard for me to not buy the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really wanted to. Same. And Mm -hmm. and to, like, have grown up with that. Like, it'd be like if 
tomorrow George Lucas came out and said some horrible things. Yeah. Mm, and for yeah. me, mm-hmm. as somebody, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars was my Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? And I had Star Wars bed sheets when I was a kid. <laughs> and, you know, I had the Millennium Falcon yeah. and all that. And so, like, if George Lucas came out and said something horrible tomorrow, there's part of me that'd be like, well, one, George Lucas doesn't own Star Wars anymore. Yeah. That's a little bit different. But um, it would be very hard, right? Like, it, yeah. it's like going back and, for me, going back and watching Buffy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, knowing how horrible of a person Joss Whedon is. Yeah. Somebody who I, I liked quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, but that there's such a bad taste there now. Like, I mean, I'm not going to support Joss Whedon going forward mm-hmm. with new projects, but it does sire the feeling of going back and, you know, watching mm-hmm. those old shows mm-hmm. yeah. to some degree. Yeah. And like Harry Potter is like one month and two days older than me. So like mm-hmm. right exactly my age. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and you know, I, as I was reading through the books, like I, I got them all immediately Same. as soon as they came oh out. Those uh, are some of my it. favorite memories mm-hmm. is like the midnight releases of yes. those books. Yeah. I, yeah, going with and my movies. friends uh-huh. dressed up as different characters, yeah. waiting in line like mm-hmm. the nerds we were for, yeah. <laughs> for a book to drop. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, when book seven came out, my family got we were we got the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth copies sold at that bookstore. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That mm-hmm. way none of us would have to wait. <laughs> uh, we could yeah. all read our own copies. Oh. And then yeah. when Two of us finished. We donated one to the middle school library mm-hmm. and one to the elementary school mm-hmm. library. That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so very much into it. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I just, I, I can't support it until she dies. Once she dies, then it's, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. I'm about, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I'll go to Universal, like do my nerd mecca. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, let, let me tell you that. So uh, the only time I went to Disney World uh, with my ex mother in law uh, and my ex, we went, and I was so mad because it was a week before it opened. Oh, but no. they did a test day and opened it up, so we were like, we were the first set of people that went into it. Oh, that's um, incredible. Granted, they didn't get to do the ride I really wanted to do because yeah. it was broke. <laughs> Which, good thing they opened it early so yeah. they could figure that out. Um, but it was it was, it was was so amazing. I was so excited about that. I know. And then, like, ugh. So I will say we went before her yeah. comments and her mm-hmm. beliefs were made public. And mm-hmm. it's kind of overrated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, it's cool. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very glad that we went. Mm-hmm. But. It's it's the kind of thing that like once you know now now that I've done it once uh-huh. I don't feel a need to go back and do it again. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen uh, the offices of Epic Software, Mm-mm. the company that makes um, the software that all the hospitals use? Mm-hmm. It's like their administrative software. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a campus up in um, I think it's in Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. or n- near Ooh. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, anyways... I'm from Minnesota. I have to boo Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> um, oh, no, we don't have a giant mall. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, anyways, they um, their campus is, like, insane. I mean, obviously, every hospital uses their software just mm-hmm. about, so they make tons of money. They have built parts of the Harry Potter world. Like, they have <gasps> Diagon Alley, and, like, offices are inside the buildings, Wow. I would cry. Their cafeteria is uh, King's Crossing. <gasps> and 
So, like, I'll have to send you a video because yeah. there's a really cool video of yes. people touring it. But I, like, I did cry when I went to King's yeah. Crossing in real life. So, <laughs> so J.K. Rowling needs to die soon. Yes, it just it, <laughs> it sucks that that's. I mean, and this this happens a lot, right? That's yeah. such an evil person mm-hmm. <laughs> invented such a like I don't know touchstone for mm-hmm. so many people. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it yeah. is it's one of those difficult things I mm-hmm. think for people to deal with because i mean oj you're talking about some trans people going yeah okay i'm still going to play the game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's very much about like this individual choice of how do you Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that personally yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i mean is is there anything is it possible to be a conscientious person in a capitalist system Mm. (laughs) i mean marx would say no (laughs) There is mm-hmm. no ethical consumption under capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because we're talking about going to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Walt Disney had some pretty heinous yeah. views mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. He was anti-Semitic. He hated kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, so, like, is it okay to go to Disney World only because he's dead now? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his family is still benefiting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. D- Disney still does some pretty... As a corporation, still does some pretty shady things. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> and like, so, as far as like the idea of the death of the author, once something goes from the author, it's not the authors anymore. It's whoever is mm-hmm. reading it and ingesting the mm-hmm. the stuff, right? Um, and so, I I keep my memories of Harry Potter in thinking of that, um, but I still like even if it's one tenth of a cent, I don't want anything going to to J.K. Rowling. I mean, she's a billionaire; she won't notice anything at all. Yeah. But like, I uh, it's to say, I won't eat at Chick Fil A even if I really, really, really want some nuggets and, and waffle fries. Mm-hmm. And every time I mention it, it's like, oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, like, I haven't had lunch yet, OJ. Yeah, <laughs> I only think about it on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and also if you brine your chicken in pickle juice, it yes. pretty much tastes like it. So, and, yep, so that's yep. fair. But um, so I, I pick and choose, not based on whether my money is going to them or not, but to what message I think it shows people. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I didn't buy Hogwarts Legacy, sure. even though I had been waiting for it before she made those yeah. <laughs> like remarks and stuff. Yeah. Especially, Mm -hmm. like, for me, like, doing queer activism, Mm -hmm. like, uh, a lot of my friends are are trans Mm -hmm. or the people that stand by me, they Mm -hmm. can buy the game, they can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. with it, but it's, yeah, it's it's definitely Mm -hmm. that... No, I, I, I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas other things, it's easier to ignore, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just that's how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, you know, you you guys were both here when I did my show. Um, mm-hmm. You weren't here yet. But one of the big things with with that was, like, J.K. Rowling for me, when I was a kid, she was the, f- the first, like, oh, my gosh, strong woman in the real world. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. famous author everything I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like having mm-hmm. all that fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I, why do you have to be a terrible person? Mm-hmm. Can't you just be better? Just die. <laughs> yeah. I think part of the issue is that she's also out there continually mm-hmm. saying this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like it, if she would change, if she yeah. would learn. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that she like is I don't know, antagonizing it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. You continue to boycott me and I continue to be a billionaire, essentially. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like 
I have on several occasions been like, why doesn't she just shut up? Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously this is not going over the way that you intend it. Like, and I kind of feel like had she made her initial comment and then back and then just like not talked anymore, mm-hmm. that a lot of people would have just went yeah. on and moved past it. She wrote an essay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's made multiple comments yeah. on Twitter. Like every time something new comes up, like a friend and I share them with each other and we're like, what is wrong with her? Yeah. yeah. Well, that means she wrote a literal essay about it. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a stupid it's, lot. It's horribly, <laughs> I, it's horribly hilarious. You know, one of the, one of the people who I'm very close to, who is a JK Rowling defender will be like, oh, you know, I don't think she would make those comments if she, I think that everyone who she's met who is trans or queer, like has had, you know, bad experiences and like she's making these comments based on that. And I'm like, if she would just listen to literally anyone, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, yeah. but when you're rich, you don't have to listen to anyone yeah. anymore. Exactly. I mean, I actually think that's part of the problem, right? That's the problem with Elon Musk. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're that rich. You don't have to listen to anyone else anymore. Right. That's disappointing because, like, she first got. She is like one of the only people I can name who, when she first got rich, it was not through exploiting people. <laughs> it was through writing an incredible book series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't through exploiting workers. Well, I mean, the house elves she exploited. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. She well, could we, have stayed such a good person. Yeah. We don't mean to get off on a big tangent here, but like I, I do think it's important. Like this is probably the last time we'll talk about Hogwarts legacy on this yeah. on this podcast. But I, I do think it's important to like address these sorts of issues mm-hmm. because these are issues that real people are dealing with when it comes to video games yeah. and how they yeah. interact with video games. Sure. Um, all right, that does it for uh, the news this week. Um, that brings us to our big question and our big question this week comes from, uh, our loyal listener, one of our loyal listeners, not our only one, hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) but at least one of our loyal listeners, uh, Derek, if you want to suggest a big question, you can, uh, email us at justin.young at sau.edu. Derek actually sent us a few, so we'll probably use those over the next few (laughs) weeks. Uh, but we'll start off with this one. Do you have any video game related tattoos? If yes, what of and where, um, you can skip that second part if it's not something you want to share. Um, if no, if you had to get one, what would you pick and where? Okay. So. Uh, as the most tattooed person, I was actually trying to like go through, because after a while, there's a few that you forget you have, <laughs> especially if they're on parts of your body that you don't look at often. Uh, I actually don't, but I have talked about getting one um, in true style, I guess, of, of what is going to be my role on this podcast. Um, I've thought about getting a DVD perk, a Dead by Daylight perk, um, where specifically Adrenaline, because Adrenaline is one of, it's one of Meg's perks. Meg is one of the like very first survivors of the game. And Adrenaline is a perk that um, has a picture of like an anatomical heart on it. And the whole perk is that um, you, you uh, if once the, the gates are up, you are filled with so much adrenaline that you bump up a state. So if you are in the dying state, like lying on the ground, you bump up and now you're in the, the injured state. If you're in the injured state, the adrenaline takes you up to the healed state. So I don't know, just as kind of a metaphor for like, 
uh, like I'll push through. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I, I can make it. Like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's so I've actually thought thought about it. I have a lot of uh, cartoon vi- uh, tattoos on my body, but no video games yet. What do you have that's a cartoon? Uh, so I have a whole half sleeve on my left arm. That's Roald Dahl. Speaking of another potentially controversial, <laughs> yeah. uh, that is just Roald Dahl illustrations. Like Matilda's in the center, and then I have like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the Trunchbull, and James and the Giant Peach. So mm-hmm. have that. Uh, I have uh, Ariel on uh, one calf, Ursula on the other. Um, I have a reference to Jurassic Park. The dichotomy of man. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, and like, Urs- it's not Ursula's face. It's actually my face because mm-hmm. my tattoo artist is insane. Um, <laughs> I have a rose quartz, but it's a pinup of rose quartz mm-hmm. on my left thigh. Uh, so, yeah, I have like lots of different cartoons. I'm surprised I don't have any video game ones yet. <laughs> okay. Um, OJ, I know you have some tattoos. Do you have any video game related tattoos? I do not, but I'm very glad this question was asked because I have, well, I have, I have two ideas for tattoos that I'm going to get now that I actually have money, but these are, these are ideas that I've had for a long time. Okay. Uh, But I want two sleeves. One of my sleeves is at least part of it is going to be Kefka's tower with all of the characters from Final (laughs) Fantasy VI going up. That's going to hurt, but that's going to be worth it. Oh, I know. (laughs) With the Moogle. Yeah, like, yeah, be so yeah. Great. I, mean, I, I want all of the characters in there, um, and then just have like Kefka at the top that yeah. they're they're doing. Uh, so that'll probably be half of the sleeve. The other half, um, I was thinking about just other character, random characters from video games that yeah. I enjoyed, um, or ones that I play a lot. You know, like I'll probably have Peach. Yeah, I'll probably have um, Jinx uh, from Pokemon. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll. I, can't, I, I, can't I wish my artist was here because essentially mm-hmm. I just gave her illustrations from uh-huh. Roald Dahl's like uh-huh. books and been like these are the ones I mm-hmm. want and she designed the whole. It's nice, it's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, um, uh, Charlotte from Castlevania. Oh, I'll probably yeah. have, um, uh, and I don't know who, but they'll, they'll be they'll be uh, like I'll sit down and think about it once once I'm getting it. Well, so, Luigi. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we have uh, the concept art. You could get one Peach. I, I was gonna say, I was, I saw a meme, and it was Daisy talking to Peach, and Daisy was like, "Oh, haha, isn't it weird that we don't have any of the Wah characters?" And then Peach looked at Daisy like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> but, uh uh, and then it showed a upside down P. P was a D. <laughs> like a um, oh my gosh! And uh, <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, so, so that'll be a vi- the video game arm. The other arm, I want to do a sleeve of different pinups of Marvel superheroes. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna have Captain America, <sighs> Thor. Um, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Iron Man, but I appreciate I mean, Iron Man. I was about to say, Superman. but yeah. a pinup of Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hulk. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, and. A few, let's see, Bucky, definitely. I mean, Bucky Bucky and Captain America will probably be pinups right next to each other and maybe making out. We'll see. We'll see what that is. Um, yeah, I know. And uh, let's see, Black Panther. Uh, and so a lot of the, the, a lot of them from the MCU phase one. Yeah. And some of the other, or the first phase, the, like, all the way through Endgame, I'll probably have Ant-Man, definitely. Um, and then, so I just want all. You need to have Ant Man small. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and then if I have Thanos there, he could be flying right up to oh, Thanos gosh. to to kill him. 
And <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. And uh, I, I've always loved the idea of male pinups because you ne- yes. you almost never see them. Yeah, they're, um, they're glorious though. The mm-hmm. few the few tattoos mm-hmm. I've seen of yeah. male pinups are um, oh so good. And a while ago, I shared somebody drew pictures of all of them. That's where I got the idea <gasps> for this uh, oh, that would pinups. Be uh, and I don't really, I'm not a super fan of DC all that much, but maybe Jason Momoa Aquaman oh, and okay. Henry Cavill Superman. Okay. I would, I might get that. <laughs> not but Henry Cavill the Witcher? Well, well, I mean, oh, that he might be one of them on the video game, even though I never played the video games, but I know that. that, that You'll have Henry yeah. Cavill on both arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, my back piece. caught me a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a back piece of Henry Cavill. <laughs> Well, no, because I wouldn't be able to see it. I'll get a chest piece of Henry Cavill so I can see it. I think you also... And get the really bad mustache, but then (laughs) then remove it really terribly. Well, I'm hairy, so I could just shave it and then let it go in. Shave it and let it go in. (laughs) I feel like you also need to save space on the video game arm for the Baldur's Gate bear. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You could put it in drag. And it's, and it could be the centerpiece. I'm going I'm to help you with it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, and a- Agatha Harkness, definitely. I will. Yeah. Um, there you go. I will, you need that. Yeah. Uh, she's going to have her own. Like, I might have, like, a large Agatha Harkness, and then all the pinups are a little smaller. But she's my favorite. I'm yeah. very excited that this year we're getting the... Covenant Chaos. Yeah. Whatever that show is going to end up being called. They've changed the yeah. name yeah. six times. House of Harkness. Uh, Agatha all along. Yeah. That's what it, that just, yeah. just mm-hmm. keep it that. I wrote my own version that I can't sing on this podcast for <laughs> my, my sister. Uh, oh, yeah, anyway. yeah. So that's where your name comes. I, I don't yeah. know why I didn't catch that. But yeah. anyway. I'll send you the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, all right, uh, Alicia. Um. Yeah, I... Alicia, do you have any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos okay. at all. My mom has made me promise to wait until she's dead. <gasps> <laughs> I've done so many mothers who've done that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think if, if I were to get a video game one, it would probably be... I think maybe, like, getting the original Keyblade. Yeah. Like, on my, on my wrist or, like, the inside of my forearm or something. Just because, like... The Kingdom Hearts games were so important to me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And so, like, getting the Keyblade, you know, also, you know, at, at some point I do plan to get, because of my own mental health struggles, I plan to get the semicolon mm-hmm. on the inside of my wrist. And so, like, having the Keyblade right there as well, you know, as cheesy as the Kingdom Hearts' mm-hmm. light line is, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that it would tie in nicely to that for me mm-hmm. and tie into all those good memories with my sister so i would i would probably do that and if i if i did a second one probably something kirby because again kirby just sparks joy yeah we've talked so much about hogwarts being a touchstone for folks i have a feeling kingdom hearts is the same Mm -hmm. way (laughs) Mm -hmm. at least it was for me like because yeah it was huge in my house huge yeah I think we have talked about before, have, yeah. like how big that game is, particularly for a lot of uh, you know female gamers, like mm-hmm. that. You know that game, and it always surprises me when I talk to some people and they're like, "Oh, I'm so in love with Kingdom Hearts," and it's somebody that I don't know plays many video games, mm-hmm. and they're like. I'm obsessed with it. Like, how many of the games have you played? And I'm like, you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. 
Well, and even like, you know, I don't think I, pl- I, I don't think I really played beyond Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. Yeah. Like I played a Same. little bit of Birth by Sleep. I didn't. But. Well, who I, can I keep didn't. all that straight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it's watched like, them all being played, but yeah, I, like, I never played them. Part of, part of it is me not having the systems for them, but I, I think just there's something so special to me about specifically Kingdom Hearts 2 for me because, you know, these were the days when we got 30-minute turns <laughs> playing mm-hmm. video games. <laughs> and so my sister played one and I played two. But, yeah. That's sweet because it's not just a love of the game, but it's also something to remind you of your mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so I don't have any tattoos, so I, and I'm probably not getting any <laughs> tattoos anytime soon. But I did like try to think of what I would get, and so I, had, I came up with two ideas. Um, the first one is Birdo from Super Mario yeah. Brothers Two, <laughs> and so what I was thinking is Birdo, um, when you fight Birdo, has the uh, crystal ball mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in her belly. Mm-hmm. And so you defeat her and she like spits it out and everything. So I was thinking like, okay, I could get her on my stomach and, like, <laughs> and the, her stomach could be like my belly button. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love it. That would work well. For, I love it. <laughs> for 10 out of 10. And then my other idea is basically using the same joke. Um, <laughs> and I thought King Hippo from punch out <laughs> <laughs> because King Hippo, you punch him in the stomach and yeah. that's how yes. um, uh-huh. he drops his pants and you can like yeah. punch him in the face mm-hmm. and everything. So I thought like King Hippo and like his stomach would be my be- at my belly button. Um, <laughs> or maybe, maybe his mouth. Cause he opens his mouth in yep. a big circle when, <laughs> uh, when you punch him in the stomach. So I was thinking one of those. It would be something kind of like goofy like that. It would be something kind of fun. One of those characters that doesn't have a great deal of emotional meaning to me, but like I I love that those characters because Mm of you know playing them when I was a kid. So much for me for tattoos is that the story that surrounds them. Like Mm -hmm. the one that I love telling the story about is the fact that I have an ostrich with. uh, oh shoot! What is it? Uh, the allegedly. Supposed, allegedly, underneath it, and the reason OJ's laughing is because it's from Letterkenny. And when I was getting the tattoo, I didn't know what Letterkenny was. I had never seen it. I just thought an ostrich was th- with allegedly underneath was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, if you don't know what that means, you need to go watch it because I'm not going to explain it on a podcast, right? Uh, but just know that I have an ostrich with allegedly underneath. And I love to tell that story because it's for folks who have never had tattoos. I'm like, this is why you need to make sure that you uh, research what you put on your body permanently, uh, especially because... Because, like, I have, like, pieces about being a queer prude. <laughs> so the fact that I have an ostrich <laughs> that means what it does on my body, yeah, 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 uh, is 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 kind of a thing. <laughs> so, yeah. OJ's losing it right now. <laughs> um. it's, a, it's a great tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it's my favorite story about anyone getting a tattoo ever. It certainly beats those, um, like, People who get Chinese characters, and they're like, it means hope, and you find out it means, <laughs> it like, means half bucket. off or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that does it for this week's episode. Um, but, you know, before we do cut out and everything, uh, I do want to, you know, address, obviously, OJ leaving uh, real quick here. Um, I do... 
I want to issue a personal thank you to OJ when um, the idea for this podcast was originally bouncing around in my head. I, I didn't know who would do this podcast. I didn't know what this podcast would exactly be. And I thought, was there anyone that I know who would be interested in this? And OJ was the one person <laughs> that I knew was into video games um, in the department. And I was like, well, that's cool. OJ is um, easy enough to talk to and everything. So let's see if they're interested in doing this. And OJ came on board. And then I I think you had suggested it, um, uh, both Ryan and Alicia. But like I think at the same time, Alicia had emailed out to the uh, the grad mm-hmm. students about doing the women's center or women's uh, conference mm-hmm. talk. And so you had reached out about that. So it kind of came together, you know, quite organically, but um, it was always useful to have OJ there as like kind of a founding member and everything and helping to like pull that together to start off with. So I just want to give the credit where the credit is due that like this podcast may not have come together without OJ's like input and help in that. And so um, they definitely deserve a big, uh, a big part of the credit of getting this off the ground and of course, you know, the exciting part now is what I had always hoped would happen with this podcast, which is that we're bringing in new people mm-hmm. and like we're getting yep. to like give different people like a chance to talk about games. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not, you know, two years later after starting this podcast, we're getting to where we had originally <laughs> talked about it being someday. And that's yeah. really exciting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this has really been one of the highlights of my grad school career. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I've had many highlights, but this is this is definitely one of them. And I really appreciate you bringing me on board, uh, Justin. Uh, it's been it's, it's just been really fun. I've really, really enjoyed uh, recording this and I look forward to, to listening to to it more rather than just being a part of it. Yeah, and you're always welcome to uh, write in, justin.young. If you want to send us uh, questions or comments or, like, you know, harass Mario or something. (laughs) I feel like Mario took the place of Ryan and, like, you need someone new to harass. Yeah, I'll meet him out in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's been a great two years doing this, and obviously you're not going away. You'll still be around. We'll still be able to interact with Mm -hmm. you. Um, But, obviously, um, this is maybe our last chance to say it on here and everything. We wish you the best and obviously good luck on finishing your dissertation. (laughs) We're very excited about that. And um, it's just been a really, it's been a cool experience to do this with you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, But also thank you to Christina, our newest member. So Mm -hmm. she will be uh, sliding into OJ's seat um, and when Mario returns. And so, you know, again, that changing dynamics really cool. Makes it exciting mm-hmm. to come in and do this. Thank you, obviously, Alicia, um, one of our founding members, the only other founding member who's left with me yeah. at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking around another year. You're stuck with me. <laughs> I I am excited to hear that. Actually, <laughs> I was like, it's going to be really weird if all of them leave in the same year. <laughs> um, but like, that's exciting to have you on board, and um, and yeah, I look forward to like obviously a whole this whole semester, whole spring semester laid out ahead of us. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, the game of the year podcast, that'll all go up starting Monday. We also have individual lists that'll be going up on the website. We'll post that onto social media. 
but it's really exciting to have all of that and have different, you know, voices coming out and talking about their uh, favorite games of the year. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with a whole new episode. Until then, OJ, I believe it's your honor to sign us off this one final time. Right. Thank you all for listening. And this one's for you, Derek. Chaos! Chaos!